What will the Denver Broncos safety position look like besides Justin Simmons in 2024? It's up in the air right now, but we'll break it down here on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. The Broncos secondary faces some questions as they prepare for the 2024 NFL season, specifically at the safety position. It's really kind of up in the air outside of Justin Simmons. We'll break it all down on today's brand new episode of Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much, Broncos country, for tuning in, making us your first listen of the day. Every single day, you can get Locked On Broncos for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts every single day, all year long, because for the true fan, there is never in offseason. I'm Cody Rourke. I cover the Denver Broncos as a reporter for Mile High Sports. Joined alongside by Sarah Bettinger. He covers the Broncos for PredominantlyOrange.com here. We've been going through our position review and projecting series as we take a look at where Denver has been at, where they're going to be at here this offseason. Things and big questions that they may need to address here. And first off, I think when we look back here on the 2023 season at safety, Sarah, wasn't, you know, the, it wasn't where I think we wanted the standard to be. And I think a big part of that was Justin Simmons getting banged up in training camp. That was an injury that impacted him through the first few weeks of the regular season. And you could definitely tell when he was not on the field, Denver's defense was awful. When he was on the field, Denver's defense was drastically better. And so he's kind of the glue to the back end of that secondary. But man, it felt like this year at the safety position, there was just a lot of shuffling going on, unfortunately. And so that's an interesting thing we got to look back on when we look at 2023 and what was the safety position. Yes, it was drastically different when Simmons was not out there, and it was obviously drastically different than I think everybody was hoping for or expecting at the position where you really wanted to see Caden Stearns finally step up and emerge as that starter long-term option next to Justin Simmons and really see these two guys who probably, as we talked about with the cornerback position, Cody, not a lot of guys who are getting their hands on the ball. Justin Simmons and Caden Stearns have been two of the best turnover creators for this defense over the last couple of seasons. And I think that's kind of crazy to think about when you when you talk about the fact that Caden Stearns hasn't played a ton, but he has been one of the best turnover creators on this team. And so to not be able to see him in his third NFL season in 2023, that was tough. And now Caden Stearns is entering a contract here in 2024 with the Broncos where the team is going to have to find somebody to raise the floor. We'll talk more about that. Uh, as we get into kind of our overview of what we think is going to happen this offseason or questions that we may have. But I think that's that kind of paints the picture for the story of 2023, where you were expecting these two ball hawks on the back end to really be the key to the backside of your defense. And you had to adjust. Kareem Jackson comes back into the fold and, of course, is dealing with suspension after suspension it felt like and and the nfl kind of making an example out of him and and kareem not changing who he is as a player and that kind of hurting the team in the long run and pj Locke stepping in as a starting option and looking like a legit option going forward so i think those are kind of the this was a much more of a revolving door than anyone hoped for in 2023 but i think it did help provide some maybe direction for where we go from here well, and on top of that, too, there's Delarian Turner, Yale, JL Skinner, who are on the roster. And look for Turner, Yale. He got thrown into the fire a little bit because of Justin's injury uh, when that had happened. And 
I, I think for him, I think a lot of people forget he's a second year player, right? Didn't play a lot. Didn't play really any defense in his rookie season. He had some good moments on the defensive side of the ball. And he also had moments where teams targeted him. And look, I think that's just part of the learning process. And, you know, when we talk so much about players, Sarah, like I, I think we have often at times the ability to look at where a player is at and we can be reasonable with, okay, hey, like this makes sense. Whereas I think you see like a negative play, fans automatically say, oh, this guy's bad. He's terrible. Get him out. It's like, that's just, you can't think that way. Like you have to have patience in football, which asking people to have patience in general, Sarah, not very, uh, not very sustainable here, especially when we talk about discourse on social media. But I will say I came away impressed with Delarian Turner. Yeah, like, even though he had moments where he got targeted defensively and he's learned a lot, like, you know, he's made some plays though. He had a, a couple of big sticks. Like I'll go back to the Chicago game after Chicago was tearing them apart throughout the, the first half of that game there in the fourth quarter, when the bears and Justin Fields were driving Turner yell came up and had a great stick on the running back. on. I think it was on third and short to force a fourth down. That was huge there. Like, and so it's, you got to take the good with the bad as well. He's a developing player. He was one of their better special teams guys. When we talk about top five special teams players, you have Tremont Smith, you have Justin Sternod, Riley Moss, and you can throw in Delarian Turner Yale there as one of those options there. Denver struggled with, I think, their overall depth at the safety position, right? You and I had talked about it. We're like, hey, if like, there's an injury to this guy, all of a sudden, like things are a little bit in dire straits here. And unfortunately, with Caden, you know, the first his first play of the 2023 NFL season in week one, you know, just a freak thing where his knee where it hit the ground, it ruptured his patella tendon. He had to have surgery like that. I felt for him, man. And it's just the development of these players like Delarian Turner, who's not going to be ready for the start of training camp. That's going to be big. JL Skinner, Denver invested a six-round pick in him. They're hoping he can take the next step going forward. But, I mean, safety position overall, if I had to give it a grade in terms of how I felt, in terms of confidence and comfortability, I would say when Justin and PJ were back there, I was actually pretty confident in their ability. But, like, at the early parts of the season where Justin was gone, I was really worried about the overall production of that unit. And it just it wasn't the greatest year for the safety position, but I felt like we learned a lot about Denver's core starters, who they need to bring back because PJ – set to become a free agent. I think Denver needs to bring him back, but will they is a different question that we'll obviously answer here in a little bit on the show. Yeah, it's definitely going to be one of the priorities among in-house guys. Uh, we know uh, we've talked about Lloyd Cushenberry. We've yet to talk about guys like Josie Jewell, but not a ton of, of big name free agents for the Broncos, but some guys that certainly have played big roles on the team. And, and I think PJ Locke is one of them. And, and he's somebody who's grown from, playing some special teams to making the occasional play on defense to, Hey, uh, did you know PJ Locke was the starting nickel at Texas before transitioning to safety as he came into the NFL? Like we're finding out more about him and he's getting an expanded role and we're starting to see his aggressiveness and his ball skills at play. We've mentioned this on the show multiple times, but first Broncos safety in history in franchise history with a sack in three straight games. So there's ways that you can deploy him that I think the Broncos have to be excited about his potential as, as his growth continues. And he's been on the team since Vic Fangio was around. So PJ Locke is somebody who's impressed a variety of coaches uh, in his time in Denver. Certainly I think Christian Parker deserves a ton of credit for the way that he's been developed in that defensive backfield and just the way that his skills have been utilized. That's a, that's a key underrated piece about a, a great position coach, Cody. I know we talk about Christian Parker a ton on this show. We could probably talk about a number of other position coaches as well. But when you see guys who 
their skills are being maximized all across the board. I mean, Justin Simmons, he we didn't know if he could get better as of 2021. I feel like his overall game has just uh, he's I'd say he's been even better than we we could have imagined. I mean, he's averaging almost a turnover a game last year. You know, I mean, it's kind of crazy stuff. So the, I think Christian Parker's development of these guys, maximizing their skills, maximizing what they're good at and putting them in positions to succeed the safety position, you feel like you said, when these guys are healthy, you certainly feel good about the the unit that they have back there. But I think there are major question marks about who's going to be back. Who do the Broncos add? Do they draft somebody? I I think that we'll have some good answers for that here as we continue to talk about this position group. Well, we'll focus on some of the biggest questions surrounding the safety position coming up here on today's episode of the show, including could the Broncos have two new starting safeties? There is a possibility that could be out there here. We'll break it down here. Today's brand new episode of the show. Today's Lockdown Broncos is brought to you by Robinhood. Did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement, you can still have an IRA? Robinhood has the only IRA that gives you a 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this, now through April 30th, Robinhood is even boosting every single dollar you transfer in from other retirement accounts with a 3% match. That's right, no cap on the 3% match. Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA with a 3% match. This offer is good through April 30th. Get started at Robinhood.com slash boost. Subscription fees apply. And now for some legal info. Claim as of Q1 2024 validated by Radius Global Market Research. Investing involves risk, including loss. Limitations apply to IRAs and 401ks. 3% match requires Robinhood Gold for one year from the date of first 3% match. Must keep Robinhood IRA for five years. The 3% matching on transfers is subject to specific terms and conditions. Robinhood IRA available to U.S. customers in good standing. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC is a registered broker-dealer. Today's Lockdown Broncos is also brought to you by our friends over there at the Game Time app. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. And right now, all users get $100 off when they buy a big game ticket with code VEGAS100. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. They have all-in prices which show you your total upfront, so you know that you're getting a great deal before you check out. And you can buy tickets in seconds with two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time right now. All Game Time users get $100 off of a big game ticket with code Vegas100. Terms apply. Just download the Game Time app and use code. Vegas 100 for $100 off a big game ticket. Or if you're not going to the game, use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. What are the Denver Broncos going to do with Justin Simmons contract? We talked about PJ Locke being a free agent. Obviously, there's no more Kareem Jackson, Caden Stearns with his you know, he's going into his final year. He's got some injury concerns coming into his fourth season. But what are the Broncos going to do first and foremost with Justin Simmons and his contract situation? We're going to break that down. We're going to tell you all about what that contract looks like, where Justin is at in terms of, uh, you know, he signed an extension. It feels like it was just yesterday, but we're almost coming to the end. We're going to break that all down on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. But want to say thank you and give a shout out to every single one of you out there that listens to Lockdown Broncos every single day. Cody and I appreciate you so much for rocking with us through the offseason. And hey, 
Hope you enjoy the Super Bowl and this just the, the way that this season has unfolded. We're obviously hopeful that the Broncos can get back into contention this next year. We're going to spend all offseason coming up with ways that we feel like the Broncos can improve this roster, things that they can do to get back to being that team that, man, Cody, I wish we had this podcast together back in the, you know, the the Peyton Manning days so we could oh, talk man. about some uh, the Broncos preparing for the Super Bowl there. But, you know, one guy who I think deserves to to play in the playoffs, uh, you, you, certain guys you just root for, right? Obviously, I've got the jersey hanging up behind me. You want to see Justin Simmons be able to play in games that matter. And I think that as as he comes into his, his 30s and things like that, he's going to be thinking about that. He got a big money extension from the Broncos. Really one of the first times that we've seen the Broncos pay, other than Von Miller, maybe Demarius Thomas, they paid an in-house player, a guy that they drafted market value. They reset the market with Justin Simmons. He And he was he's deserving of that. All pro, everything. His contract is coming to a close as of the end of the 2024 season. So what does that mean? He's got no guaranteed money left here as we enter the 2024 offseason kind of raises some questions about his contract situation and whether he and the Broncos will get to the negotiating table sooner than later. And I think that maybe they will. I could, we know around the NFL trade deadline, like Justin's name got thrown out quite a bit, but it never materialized into anything. And, and Justin obviously was in contact with his agent. And, you know, it was during that time, like so much is going on. And he, you know, he's like, it's sometimes hard to focus on just football when, you know, am I going to be here? Is my is my name going to get called? Like you see the rumors and whatnot. I think teams called and had interest in Justin, but to my knowledge, the Broncos had zero interest in parting ways with Justin in any way, shape, or form. I know that Greg Penner, I know that Kerry Walton Penner, I know that they have a lot of love for Justin Simmons as a human being and what he means to the football team and what he does in the community. Like that is huge in the eyes of them. In my opinion, I think when you look at where he's at, at the safety position, he's one of the top players at his position. He's one of those players, that, in my opinion, Sarah, you cannot afford to lose, right? Now, obviously, you want to see you want to see him go off and have success. Like you want to see him get to a winning thing and win in the postseason. Justin would love to do that here in Denver. But the question is, is like where the Broncos are at. And once again, here we are bringing up the quarterback situation that's coming up here on March 13th with Russell Wilson. Does this impact Denver's ability to keep some of their top guys? I, I don't know what the plan is going to be. Like, to be honest with you, Sarah, I would be really disappointed and I would be upset personally uh, about if this whole Russell Wilson contract makes it to where the Broncos have to part ways with really good players to me. And if Justin was one of those players, I'd be pretty upset. Like, I, you know, I, I'm not going to hide it here on the show. I have so much love and respect for Justin Simmons as a human being. Like, I, I wish some of you folks may know the story, but what Justin has done for me in my life in terms of just things that I've gone through in my life. He's reached out before I was even in the media game. And he's always been like a supportive element to me and my family. Like I always have nothing but respect for him, but even just seeing him as a football player, seeing him grow and evolve. I think when you look at the Broncos, he means so much to the organization. And we think about what you want for a guy on and off the field. Justin embodies every characteristic of that. So I would be personally bummed out if the Broncos were to you know, go elsewhere. But selfishly, I also want Justin to win. I want him to be able to go compete in the playoffs. I want him to be able to compete for a Super Bowl because that is a guy, if there's anybody on this roster that deserves it, Justin is the guy, you know, wholeheartedly that deserves every opportunity there. So, you know, you mentioned the contract ramifications, a $14.5 million base salary, 18.25 million cap hit. And then if you if Denver were to move on, it'd be a $3.75 million cap hit in terms of dead money. To me, I always think that 
Denver is going to have to either extend this guy because look, you got Justin and you got Sertan's extension coming up too. It's like two guys in the secondary. We've already seen Denver invest a lot of money in the offensive line. Quinn Myers' extension is coming up. What is Denver going to do here to keep their best players, their core nucleus here in the long term? I, I don't know what they're going to do, man, but uh, definitely interesting thing to throw out here. Yeah, you've got to have a plan long term, right? It's it's, uh, and I'm excited to see it unfold because that that base salary is the savings that the Broncos could have if they do move on from Justin. And of course, yeah, you you save fourteen and a half million dollars, but I I mean, at what cost, right? We saw last year, like we've been talking about, with this defense without Justin Simmons out there, it, it's bad news. And so. I just think you've got to find a way. This is a core player on your roster. This is somebody who is a star and one of your only true, I think, superstar players that you would have if you consider, you know, the fact that he's been all pro, pro bowl, all those sorts of things. And and you do want to see Justin win in Denver, but I think that's where that's where the the, you know, unstoppable force meets the immovable object here. It's like Justin's going to he wants to win. He wants to get into a situation where where he's going to win. So I don't think the Broncos can go to him and say like, look here, we're going to give you this X amount of dollars over X over X amount of years. And, and it's below market value, but we want to keep you here. We want to keep building this thing. And it's like, Justin shouldn't necessarily take less than he's worth to stick in Denver yeah. at this point. What have they, what have they proven to to him as an organization to be able to say, Hey, we're going to put, a, we're going to put a winning organization forth. Maybe Justin's more uh, in tune to that, obviously, than, than certainly I am, but, and, and certainly he knows kind of the plan. I think for him though, he's got to make a business decision on, on his end as well. Cody, like, does he want to stick it out in Denver? Because beyond this season the broncos are talking about paying, committing almost 19 million in cap space to justin this year and i think they i think they would ultimately go through with that i don't think they would cut him i don't even know if yeah, they would entertain it. trading him he's worth it to to keep that that part of your budget that slice of the pie but i think that does kind of complicate matters when you're talking about his future with the team and i i just i'm fascinated to see just from justin's perspective cody i'd be like look you can pay me the 14 and a half million this year and we'll see where things are after the season. I don't know if I was him. I don't know if I would go to the negotiating table and say, let's talk extension right now, because I just don't know if there's any reason for him to take one. Yeah, no, it's an interesting thing to throw out there. And on top of that, they have to figure out what they're going to do. The other safety position. Are they going to bring PJ Locke back into the mix? Caden Stearns is coming off of an injury where he's expected to be fully healthy and fully ready to go. You have Delarian Turner yells. We talked about earlier, not going to be ready for the start of the season. You have a young guy in JL Skinner. I, I just don't know if Denver's in a position right now where they're going to say, you know what, we're just going to go the young route and hope and pray that it works out. The safety position in today's NFL, especially with the too high look, you need to have good guys there. Like you need to have really good players. And if you have the young guys, like we've seen Denver struggled, I mean, it's on the tape specifically in Denver from this past season when Justin's gone and they don't have a, you know, the alpha, the guy who's calling the defense knows how to get these guys lined up and adjusted when the formation changes, gets them into the right check. That's tough. Like in Denver's defensive results were not pretty. And so not only that, it's like Vance Joseph's jobs on the line in this situation. It's a mark against Sean Payton as a coach as well. So 
I'm very curious to see what plan they decide to roll with here as it pertains to safety going forward. Could they maybe bring in a potential starter from another team? Well, that's something Broncos country that we're going to take a look at here on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. Today's Lockdown Broncos is brought to you by our friends over there at Nissan. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Ever wonder what adventure could be around the next corner? Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. The 2024 Nissan Rogue is perfect for city drives and great escapes. Class-exclusive Google built-in is your always-updating assistant to call on for almost anything. And gone are the days of connecting your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right in to the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system. The 2024 Rogue is the perfect mid-size crossover for your next adventure. Or you can take a look at the 2024 Nissan Armada. It will change what you expect from a full-size SUV. Picture a rugged 4x4 that can seat up to eight in first-class luxury and style. Tow bigger and explore further in the 2024 Armada. Take the Nissan Rogue, the Nissan Pathfinder, or the Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. Today's episode of the show is also brought to you by our friends over there at Price Picks. And as you all know, Price Picks is daily fantasy sports done right. Price Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app with over 3 million members. We're the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you against the numbers. You pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and you watch the winnings roll in. The big game is right around the corner and Prize Picks is the easiest and most exciting way to turn every game-changing moment into 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. Picks, you could turn $10 into $1,000. This expires after the big game. If Patrick Mahomes throws for more than one yard in the big game, you win on prize picks. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. You can now win up to 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. And if you want to play alongside some of prize picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Scholes, you can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the prize picks community each week. So check it out here today. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Once again, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. As we jump into the fourth quarter action on today's episode of Lockdown Broncos, we'll take a look at the Broncos' safety position and our projected outlook here for 2024, including whether or not the Broncos could look to add a free agent safety, who are some available options and some names to maybe keep an eye on. We'll break it all down here on today's episode of the show real quick. We just want to say thank you so much to everybody in Broncos country. Thank you for tuning in, making us your first listen of the day every single day or watching us on YouTube. We appreciate you so much. Thanks for making the show what it is. Help grow this even further by sharing this podcast with somebody that you know that is a Broncos fan. If they want objective coverage without hot takes, without clickbait, without unnecessary drama, Lockdown Broncos is the place to be if you strictly want football talk from every side of the coin. That's our daily promise to you here on the Lockdown Broncos podcast. Sarah. Let's open up. Let's get into the forecast, right? It, you know, weather people, they often, you know, meteorologists, they often project and try to look ahead and give you the forecast as to what's to come. And nine times out of 10, they're usually wrong, right? So usually when we talk about our projections, we're also wrong too, but sometimes we're right. I feel like we probably have a better hit rate than meteorologists when it comes to that. But what is the outlook for the safety position in 2024? We, we threw some interesting things out there about Justin Simmons, his contract this year, the fact that Denver's either going to need to extend him or they're going to bring P.J. Locke back. If you had to predict today, early on, given a little bit of forecast, what you think is going to happen 
What do you think happens here with the Broncos at safety in 2024? Well, I think they are going to keep Justin Simmons. I think they're going to do what they can to try to convince him to stick around, hopefully in the form of a contract extension, which would allow the Broncos to have some cap space to go out and have some flexibility in free agency. Because we we talked about this ad nauseum already, this offseason, we'll continue to say it. George Payton said they're not going to be players in the first wave of free agency, but that doesn't mean that we're not going to see them players in the second, third, fourth wave. So it might not be the biggest names available, but this safety class in free agency is so deep, Cody, that I think the Broncos would be unwise not to dip their toes into it. And I've got a few names that I just want to throw out here. Okay. We hope Caden Stearns can stay healthy. We hope PJ Locke is one of those free agents. So we hope is back. But what about guys like Darnell Savage, a former first round pick of the Green Bay Packers who Hey, some familiarity with Christian Parker, barring, you know, what the situation is there of his future in Denver. And then obviously, you know, there's other players in free agency that I think could elevate that, give you that higher floor at the safety position. One guy that we talked about last offseason quite a bit was CJ Gardner Johnson. There were some rumors that he was connected to the Denver Broncos. He's obviously uh, been with the Detroit Lions this past season, but a former New Orleans Saints draft pick that Sean Payton certainly familiar with from his time there what about uh jeremy chin isn't jeremy chin somehow related to steve atwater cody can 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 we put together some like sort of detective work here and figure out a way to get jeremy chin to denver feels like the broncos liked him in the draft coming out but also yeah. you know that was different times and different people in charge so will that be an option and and i think there's just a number of other guys at the safety position this offseason you look up and down the list i mean the 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 top of pro football focuses free agent safety list rankings, Cody. I mean, Antoine Winfield Jr., he's going to probably get franchise tagged, right? He's not He's not going anywhere. But Kyle Duggar, Cameron Curl, Xavier McKinney, Geno Stone, Julian Blackman. I mean, there's guys all up and down this list that you could say, yeah. hey, Justin, we extend you. We bring this guy in on a two- to three-year deal. We might have something cooking at the safety position. Even Jalen Mills from the New England Patriots, he's kind of like that hybrid guy, played corner, could also play at safety. You know, I also think another name to keep an eye on here, you, Micah Hyde is even going to become a free agent. But it's like, if you move on from a guy like Justin, like, which I hope Denver doesn't do, like, I'll be, I'll, I'll be very honest. I'll be mad if Denver does that. I will be very mad if that's the case. Micah Hyde is a name to throw out there. Dar, you know, you mentioned the Darnell Savage, even to Sean Gibson, a veteran guy that's playing in San Francisco. Uh, not going to cost you a lot of money, but it's like, okay, can you add a guy, like let's say hypothetically Justin's back, PJ's back, and you have Caden Stearns healthy. I think having a guy like a contingency plan, a guy that can play safety, that can start for you if need be, but a guy who can play special teams for you, that was the biggest reason why Kareem Jackson was not brought back, like it was not activated from the suspended list or the commissioner's suspended list because outside of that, like he he played safety, but he didn't play special teams, which – for a guy who's a veteran that, you know, has been an impact player, has kind of been an Ironman for you defensively, you don't want Kareem Jackson on special teams. So I think Denver's path here will be looking for a guy like Tremont Smith. Like Tremont's a, an extra body at cornerback, but he's a special teams contributor. That will be, I think, the focus here for Denver. If they do bring back PJ, if they do bring back Caden, and they have Justin back in the fold, I think that fourth guy will be a guy that they look to add on a one-year deal. And we said it. Denver should ideally embrace what the Houston Texans have done go out in NFL free agency and not in the, not in the first wave, go through the second or third wave there and sign several guys to one year contracts, low level deals. 
that are role players that you're not necessarily expecting big things out of, but you could be surprised. I think the Houston Texans kind of did things the right way, but it has to be the right scheme fit, right? You can't go out and you can't break the bank. I think the one name out there that Broncos country would look at would be Buda Baker, obviously former familiarity with Vance Joseph. He's on, he's going to be a free agent, but it's a club option coming up for him where he made 14.75 million in 2023. So, I mean, there's some opportunities here for Denver, but I think that would be a very expensive route. And I don't think, as you mentioned, I don't think Denver's going to spend big money in this year's free agency. I think that they're maybe two years away, Sarah, from spending big money in the free agency period. I think their focus is really going to be to try to nail their draft picks here in the next couple of years and then add a couple of guys in the mix. And hopefully, you know, some of the guys that they've drafted in prior classes emerge and start to become more solidified, homegrown guys that they have going forward. To me, that might be where we see the Broncos go in terms of their strategy heading into the offseason. I'm very curious to see what they decide to do here. But I agree with you in terms of maybe what they will do. I, I think though there are some cost-effective options there, but you have to have guys that can fit your scheme, right? And we don't even know like the conversations the Broncos have had about the defense like with Sean Payton and Vance Joseph because they really went with the Fangio defense to start the year. So at their end-of-the-year meeting, What's the conversation like? Hey, like this is what our scheme doesn't allow us to do. This is what our scheme allows us to do well. Can we find a way to bridge, you know, what we do well and find solutions to things we don't do well? I I don't know how you do that. It's so hard in today's NFL with how the rules favor the offensive side of the ball. Denver's going to have to find a way to get back to stopping the run. And look, you need safeties that can tackle. You need safeties that can cover. But more importantly, they have other areas around them defensively that will allow the safeties to shine if they get production out of other positions like the D-line, edge rusher, and even inside linebacker. If they can get better production out of those units, it's going to make things easier for those guys on the back end. So that's where I think a lot of these conversations you know, we have to have throughout the entire offseason. We don't know what way they're going to go, but certainly it makes for an interesting conversation here in the buildup for the 2024 NFL season. It does. If the price is right, hey, let's let's go. Come on you know, down. Let's do That's come on down. Yeah, I, I would love to see a quant, quantity over not not over quality, but I would love to see a quantity emphasized in terms of free agency this year. And that includes that safety position you know any position really it's it's as we've mentioned the houston texans model we've seen another a number of other teams that are kind of you know when they're introducing a new general manager or a new head coach you often see these teams kind of fill out their roster with you know risk reward options at every position in free agency and i love i would love to see the broncos do that i feel like the Broncos, if we talk about it in terms of like a, a wardrobe, the Broncos have been going with like a capsule style thing. Like they've been trying to do like a curated, you know, seasonal type of deal where it's like, OK, we want to pick this guy here. We want to target this guy here. We want to target this guy here. I think the Broncos kind of need to say, hey, we got five guys at every position. Let's go find one of each. You know, let's go. Let's make sure we we grab like one of each. And do like a bulk thing and and really just fill out your closet. You need to have a full closet going into the offseason because the draft capital just simply right now is not there. It wasn't there last year. You need to build through the draft, but you also need to take some risks in free agency that can help you down the line. Add to that draft capital, too, because, man, what's the one one thing that I hate that we haven't seen much of in the in any recent years for the Broncos is they don't have any guys that they're 
hey, we've signed so many good free agents to one-year deals. These guys are leaving and getting big money deals elsewhere. You can benefit from that in terms of draft capital as well with compensatory picks. The Broncos, just they're, they're not playing the game completely well at this point, or they're not fully playing the game at this point when it comes to free agency, throwing darts, taking chances. There's so much more that I think this team could do, and I hope we see it in 2024. I was going to say, when was the last time that the Broncos have really kind of been in the conversation of getting a compensatory pick? I think, wasn't it when Chris Harris Jr. was a free agent? Wasn't that like the only time that really became a conversation? I, I can't remember the Something last time like Denver that. got one. Yeah, Osweiler might have been Malik Jackson, you know, those those type of guys. I mean, Osweiler, golly, that's a long time ago. That's It's been a while, man. Like, it's been a while. They got to find a way to get get back into the game a little bit, play the long game, and see what you know. Obviously, you could do from a standpoint of trying to assemble a roster that can compete not just for this year, but I also think build a foundation for years to come. And I think Denver's going to have to become a more appealing place for free agents to want to come to as well. To be honest with you, Sarah, I think there's going to have to be some rebuilding of that, and we'll see how everything goes, especially when the Russell Wilson situation comes up in March. How does that impact the optics? of potential free agents coming to Denver. We know there's been a lot of reports out there about Den- you know, players going to ask for more money if they have to go to Denver because of everything that's transpired. We'll see if that's actually true come free agency time in the next couple of years here. Sean Payton still leads the team as the head coach. Broncos country, enjoy the Super Bowl this week, the big game. It is coming up, so make sure you tune in. We'll have reaction to it and more, and we'll see. Like, Will the Denver Broncos be facing a potential Super Bowl champion once again in 2024? We'll break it all down on Monday's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos.